I am going to kick this meeting off. Thank you to everybody that has joined us so far. As Katie mentioned earlier, uh, we're going to be talking about marketing and communications and talking a lot about our affiliate toolkit that we are working on right now. Um, with me here, I have a familiar face that some of you might know, Miss Katie Frederick. Katie is a board member, and she also works on the Public Awareness Committee. Um, Katie, you are the uh, board liaison or the board representative, is that, or the member? I am the board liaison to the Public Awareness Steering Committee. Yes, and we love, uh, Katie and I both are on that committee together. So additionally with us, we have two other people that we are working with right now, uh, the first of which is Kate Vendimio. Uh, she works with Mount Vernon Consulting in Rockville, Maryland. Hello. And we've also got, hey, Kate, we've also got Lori Crow. She's a communications executive with Crow Communications in Atlanta, Georgia. Hi, good morning. Hey, thanks for joining us, you guys. So just to get started, we're going to talk about the toolkit a little bit later on, but um, the Public Awareness Committee, along with the Board of Publications, have been working on an exciting new email list. Uh, Katie, could you talk a little bit more about the new ACB conversation list? Sure, Kelly. Um, so thank you for the introduction. And some people may recall about a year ago, almost exactly um, we did this thing called Gathered in Person. It's, um, you know, quite a novel concept these days. Um, but we had, <laughs> we were all together last year during the DC Leadership Conference, and we held a focus group to kind of gather people's feedback about ACB and its communications. And one of the results of that of that discussion was that ACB really needed to look at its email lists, and you know. I think we all know the situation of, you know, um, Kelly sends out some great communication and some of us see it three or more times because it gets sent to leadership and then to our affiliate list and to our special interest affiliate list, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so part of, part of our efforts this year have been looking at our different communications channels and how we use them. And one of those, of course, as I said, has been our email list. And so what we are looking to do is create a, a new list, calling it ACB Conversation, and the list will kind of act in a similar vein to the ACB Facebook community, for those who may be familiar with that setup. So it will be a, an email list where people can you know, come talk about ideas related to blindness or visual impairment, um, you know, share things, share resources. Um, we really want it to be an open, you know, safe discussion place. Um, you know, some people may be familiar with the, the ACBL list that has been in existence. That list will, will go away and the new ACB conversation will replace that. And so, um, there are more details to come on this. We're still kind of finalizing everything on the back end so that when we roll it out in mid to late March, um, it's it's kind of good to go from the start. So um, we're still finalizing some of the administrative pieces and um, kind of giving getting everything set up. But that is a 
very basic gist of kind of the the conversation list and the direction that we want to take that that email. And you know, again, as we look at this, we're really we're really trying to be strategic about our communication, right? And how you know what methods are we using to reach our audience? And we know that not everyone has Facebook. Not everyone wants to be a part of Facebook or social media. And that's totally fine. We want to meet our members kind of, you know, where they are. And so, you know, for, for some email is going to be their, you know, the preferred method to send and receive information. And so we, we respect that and we want to, to communicate to our members in that way, if that's, if that's their most comfortable way of, of receiving information. So um, that is a, a very brief kind of high level of the conversation list. And we will be rolling out more communication about that here in the future. We'll have um, community calls and some things around this again to to make sure that that everyone understands what's what's happening and, and what's going on and how how they can be a part of it. But um, it's something that we're excited about rolling out and we think will really help keep our communication really um, focused and you know the um, the the communication will be more effective this way. Well, thank you, Katie. Yeah, we were running uh, our email list now over groups.io, which yes. has been a, a blessing for all of us. Some people uh, were not receiving emails before. So um, using this new groups.io platform, we'll be able to roll out that conversation list. So everybody, please stay tuned for um, more communications about that. Mm-hmm. Um, we will uh, be, we, uh, I think we're going to be doing some training about the list. And Katie mentioned yes. we'll do a community call. Um, so very exciting, just another way for people to communicate within ACB. Yes. Okay. Well, let's move on to the main part of our discussion. Um, uh, so first of all, I would like to say thank you to Lucy Edmonds. She's helping host the meeting. So later on in the meeting, we'll open um, this up for questions. Um, so Lucy will be helping us with that. So Lucy, thank you for, for lending your time to us. Um, so I wanted to, to uh, uh, get Kate and Lori in on the conversation. Um, if you guys could speak a little bit about the work that you've been doing with ACB leading up to this point, that would be great. Sure. So my name is Kate Vendimio. I'm with Mount Vernon Consulting, and I have been collaborating with Lori Crow with Crow Communications. And together we have been working with ACB National Office for about a year now, I would say, um, helping to really craft and develop some communications strategy. So I had the pleasure of speaking with some of you um, throughout the past year. And um, I actually spoke at last year's president's meeting about SMART goals. So some of you might recognize me. And if I haven't had a chance to meet you yet, I look forward to it. Um, So let me give a little bit of a background of the work that we've been doing so far to support ACB. We'll then talk about, so we're going to talk about for a minute kind of what we've done in the past, and then we'll flip over to talking about what we're doing currently, and then we'll open it up for some discussion and feedback. So what we did this past year in 2020 is we had a a three-phase three-phased approach. And so what we really did, again, we were doing this at the strategic level at the national office, but we did a situation and stakeholder analysis where we were really able to come up with categories for what kind of audiences ACB is currently serving 
began at the national level and where the gaps were. And then from there, we were able to narrow down some five core audiences that ACB National will really put a concerted effort into um, crafting communications appropriately for those particular audiences. Obviously, someone who's a student and is interested in, let's say, scholarships and ways that they can be involved in ACB is going to be different than someone who has been a lifelong member um, and, and might be at an affiliate level. So there's all kinds of different audiences that we have. And so we're really working to help ACB at the national level. Sorry if you hear screaming. That's my kids in the background. <laughs> Just ignore them. They're having fun. Um, I told them to be quiet. They didn't listen. Um, anyway, so what we really did was um, through this audience analysis, um, really sort of start to, to craft, you know, what's the nature of that particular audience and how would we want to communicate with them? Um, through there, the next phase was developing key messages. So we came up with a series of key messages, again, at the national level that will cater to those particular audiences. And then um, lastly, we actually helped put together some measurable goals. So some SMART goals and measures around in uh, being able to determine how impactful these steps are going to be as we move forward. So that kind of summarizes it at a high level of what we did last year. And so this year, it's, it's kind of where it gets really fun because it's where the rubber hits the road. And we're actually coming up with some different um, some different deliverables that will help at the national office, but particularly will help with our affiliates. And that's where we really wanted to direct this conversation today. So one of the deliverables we're working on is going to be putting together a toolkit. And so I'm going to have Lori speak a little bit about sort of summarizing what a toolkit is and how that's going to benefit you. Then once we do that, it'll bounce back to me. I'll talk through some of the components of what we plan to intend or what we intend to include in this toolkit, and then we'll open it up for some feedback from you. So Lori, I'm going to turn it over to you while I shut my door in the background. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much, Kate. And good morning again, everyone. It is a pleasure to be joining you this morning for this, you know, important conversation. Um, and, and also, I just wanted to say thank you. It has been such a pleasure working with, with ACB. You guys are amazing. And so anyway, I, I just wanted, before we divide um, into the details, um, we want to just make sure that we're all on the same page when we use the term toolkit. Um, so just at a high level, it's a document that's being developed based on your input and the feedback that was received when, um, you know, Kate did a lot of her focus groups and one-on-one -on -one conversations that were so uh, critical to shaping the next steps um, when she spoke to everybody last year. And then also from other ACB members and stakeholders. Um, so we really tried to, to cast a, a wide net in talking to a lot of folks. And so this document is, is being developed to offer some information and resources to help um, you as a affiliates reach, you know, whatever your goals are. So for example, you know, maybe your top goal is attracting some new members, or maybe you want some tools to um, really reach some younger members and start to build up, you know, the younger um, demographic into your community. Or maybe you just want to build some engagement or, or you have some other goals. And so we want to, you know, put together something that
that is going to help you with that. And so, you know, each of you is doing an amazing job. Um, but I think we all could agree, we, we could all use a little extra help every once in a while. And so that is is sort of the, the thought behind this, this toolkit is to, you know, just provide you with some tools to give you a little extra help. And so with your guidance, we're going to be including um, items, which you can choose to use based on your specific needs. And so um, it's, it's going to, you know, I have a lot of different things in it. But again, the thought is that you based on what your specific needs are for your um, you know, your chapter, your special interest affiliate, your region, um, you can pick and choose what, what you need and what is going to serve you best. And so, you know, like a hammer or a screwdriver or pliers or anything that you would find in a toolbox that you might pick to use for a specific project. Um, in that way, we're putting together this toolkit so you can kind of pick and choose the tools that you can use for, for the different um, projects that you're going to be doing. And so to give you some more details, I'm going to turn it back over to Kate. Um, we really are looking forward to your feedback on kind of where we are um, so far, because again, this is sort of, you know, for you slash by you. And we want to make sure that we include, you know, the pieces that you really feel like you need most and are going to help you most. And so again, thanks for all you do. And I'll turn it back over to Kate. Lori. And so, um, to kind of just reiterate what Kelly, or excuse me, um, Lori was stating is that, you know, this intention is we are not trying to be overly prescriptive here, right? And so we kind of think about it like a toolkit, like she said, you know, we're handing you this toolkit that has hammers, screws, nails, et cetera. What you do to craft your project is is up to you. Um, you can take advantage of some of it. You can choose not to acknowledge it and, and, and participate in it, and that's totally fine. But we recognize that a lot of you are putting so much of your time and energy into volunteering to make a really effective organization and to really serve the needs of so many people. Look at this as something that's an added benefit, right? And and you know, like you said, you can you can take give and take what you want in it. Um, I also would say I was remiss to acknowledge when I was talking about some of the projects we did in the past is that we did have several focus groups with people, especially when we were trying to come up with what some of the key messages are and some of the key themes. We had we did a, a call, for a request for um, participants to take place in focus groups. And over the course of about two weeks, I spoke to probably close to 40 different members of ACB. Some are affiliated at the national level. Many were affiliated um, at the, the state and local levels. And then we had a couple people who weren't members of ACB, but had started to participate in a lot of the community calls. So that was really fun because we got a wide range of perspective. I think it was really insightful. I know when we presented the information to the, the national board, it was eye-opening in certain ways. Um, and so, you know, it reaffirmed some of the wonderful things that ACB has been doing, and it helped provide a little bit of direction for some other things that maybe they were struggling with. So this was definitely intended to be, throughout this project, has been intended to be working um, with as many different stakeholders as we can to bring in some information. Okay, so as we switch over again back to the toolkit, what I'm going to do is actually kind of provide you with a high-level overview of what we intend to include in this toolkit. And so I want you to think when we're when I'm talking through this of what would help you. And I want you to think about is there anything missing? 
So we're going to list here some of the things in this toolkit and, and keep in the back of your mind, wow, you know, this would be really helpful. I didn't hear you mention that. Okay, so that's when we open up the discussion at the end, it's going to be what's missing. Okay, so thinking about a little bit, we'll start off the toolkit. We're going to give you a little bit of background and we'll describe what this toolkit is. Um, then we're going to actually outline some messaging and talking points. Again, not intended to be used word for word, but we've gotten feedback that sometimes it can be hard to answer certain questions or to state certain things. And so we thought that it would be really helpful. Um, it'll help you kind of organically amplify the awareness about the work that ACB does overall, the benefits of membership at an affiliate level, and some of the key points of referencing, um, you know, the AB, A, ACB main talking points. We'll also include some communication tips here. So let's say, you know, if you hear someone saying, well, ACB doesn't do this, or why don't you do that? And so we call that a counter narrative. So we'll actually come up with some ways that you can respond to some of the most common maybe complaints or challenges that you hear from people about ACB. From there, we'll talk about some of the different communications channels that are available for you at an affiliate level. So we'll talk a little bit about um, ACB radio, how you can participate in ACB radio, and also how you can leverage it as a way to meet some of your goals, particularly for recruitment and fundraising. We'll list things like, um, uh, you know, websites, you know, what kind of resources are out there for websites. We'll give a little bit of overview of social media, the types of social media you can use for certain situations, right? So, you know, Facebook and your audience on Facebook is going to be different than your audience on, let's say, Twitter, which is going to be different than your audience who's going to be routinely reading emails. So we're going to outline that in a, in a high hopefully pretty simple format so that if you're kind of wondering, okay, you know, I'm really trying to bring in new members who are, I don't know, between ages, you know, 30 and 60, you know, who, who, what's the right format and, and forum for me to use that for? Um, so then from there, we'll also give you a section about fundraising. And again, from more from a communications perspective, what are some ways, um, you know, some phrases, some key messaging, and some appropriate communications channels you can use when you need to do fundraising. And then the last major section is going to be about membership information. So one of the pieces of feedback we've gotten a lot when we talk to people at the members at the um, affiliate level is there's a little bit of communication sometimes, confusion sometimes about, you know, if, if you're at an affiliate level or you part of national office, you get the benefits from national office. Um, you know, what's the benefit of being, let's say, a member at large versus someone who's part of a, a state affiliate and whatnot. And so we've heard enough from people that that is a point of confusion that we thought it would be really beneficial to include some information and some talking points for you to help clarify that. We're also going to include information that helps you articulate the benefits of joining your affiliate. So, you know, when it comes to recruitment, um, we'll give you some resources and again, things that you can put on social media, you can put in emails, some things you can say at meetings that can help either retain or bring on new members. And then lastly, from a membership perspective, we're going to outline some resources that central office does have to support affiliates. Um, so, you know, we've got talented staff at the central office that can do things like help you design your logo or maybe give you some guidance on how to set up your Facebook page. 
Um, so we will outline that as a way to um, highlight how we can bridge sometimes that gap between an affiliate as well as national office. And then lastly, we'll wrap it up in the back. We're going to include in the appendix, we'll just include a whole bunch of templates for you, right? So email templates and social media templates for things in those main categories like fundraising and membership. Um, we're going to give you an outline of a sample editorial calendar, which is a calendar that you can use to really shape how you're going to communicate with people. Um, and so then we'll also include information on just resources and helpful contacts, both at the affiliate and the national level. So that's a really high level and <laughs> lots of information I just went through in a short amount of time. Um, but again, I'd love to turn it back to you to gather your feedback on, did you hear anything that's missing? You know, is there something else here that would be helpful for you, for us to include? Because again, we want this to be as most as beneficial of a resource as possible for all of you without being overly prescriptive. So I'm going to turn it over to the audience and ask for your feedback and, and thoughts on what's missing. Okay. First, we have uh, Greg Wansnyder. Greg, you should be able to unmute. And thank you, Lucy, for hosting. And thank you, um, panelists, for attending. And um, thank you for what you're doing for ACB. What I think would be totally helpful is um, a... Pardon the toolkit talking about because I'm on the uh, PR committee, com PR committee for ACB Next Generation, mm -hmm. and uh, we've been having problems with some posting with some platforms, including Hootsuite and mm -hmm. things like that. So, um, using some of those things kind of to our uh, benefit and what what are the best ways to post? I didn't I didn't hear that mentioned. Maybe you did. Maybe um, just like what are the best ways to post and what's going to be the most efficient thing? So that's sure. Do you understand kind of where I'm coming from? Yeah. So to so, make sure that I understand. So I'm hearing from what I'm hearing you say is that there are certain resources out there. So for those of you that aren't familiar, Hootsuite is a sort of like a third party platform, right? That you can, you can make social media posts. It's got your Twitter account and your Facebook account and your Instagram account, and, and you can make your posts and schedule them through, let's say Hootsuite. Um, Hootsuite has a heck of a lot of problems and accessibility is just one of them. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay. Okay. So well, it's not just you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No. Well, I'm just, I'm just wondering, and I, I haven't used it myself, but I know we, we've um, been struggling with our affiliate. Mm -hmm. And so just like the best, mm -hmm. most efficient ways of like promoting, uh -huh. you know, our message using, you know, different apps that might be helpful or mm -hmm. different, sure. you know, Sure. So, yeah, so absolutely. So coming up with some suggestions for you to streamline and most effectively use your time to reach the broadest audience. That's correct. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You summarized absolutely. that well. Thank you very much. Sure. Thank you. Okay. Karen, you should be able to unmute. Hi. Thank you for taking my question. My question is, how do you figure out what's the most effective way is to communicate with your membership? Because we send things out, say, through our email list about community calls and stuff, and our 
attendance is going down and down. And um, how do we figure how do we figure out the most effective way? Because I I don't think email is necessarily the most effective way, and I don't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start that answer. This is Kate. I'll start um, providing an answer and then I'm going to turn it over to Lori because I know this is a lot of her area of expertise too. One of the things I, I would recommend, Karen, is maybe asking, you know, asking your attendees to determine what's going on, right? Maybe it's sending out a survey um, and, and asking them, what's your preferred mode of communication, right? So what we're finding is different audiences have different needs um, and there might be, you know, something else that might be more effective. Maybe you're sending too many emails. Maybe you're not sending enough. Um, but, you know, just one thought is surveying your audience to determine where the gaps are might be a step. Um, Lori, what are your thoughts on it? Well, thanks, Kate. I, I agree. I think, you know, if we can figure out a way to, to reach out to some folks and get some feedback from them. That would be, um, that would be an excellent first step. I think Karen too, you may be experiencing, um, you know, after a year of zoom calls and, and things like that, you know, you may be experiencing a little bit of attendee fatigue. And so the numbers may be dropping just because not necessarily because they don't want to be engaged, but you know, they may just need a little break or something like that. And so, um, you know, that, that might be something that it's just a byproduct of the last year that we've had. And so, um, but I would also say, you know, if, if, if email has been the primary way of reaching out to people, um, you know, maybe mix it up a little bit. And if you have access to social media and can do some social media posts to kind of reinforce when some of these community calls are being held and that kind of thing, it may be nice to try and mix up the way you're communicating. Um, and again, I think surveying would be, you know, another, another great tool. And again, hopefully some of the pieces that we'll put into this uh, toolkit are going to spark some other ideas for you. Because we recognize that. Right. I mean, we, we, we hear that. We recognize that, that it's frustrating when you're trying to provide all this amazing programming and all these resources and people just aren't coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and so kind of to reiterate what Lori is stating is it's this has been such a unique year. Um, let don't don't focus on getting overly discouraged right? Because many of us are in a wide range of emotions right now. Um, But instead, you know, I think really reaching out and kind of figuring out, getting some good feedback is why, what's going on here. And again, varying up your communications efforts, I think is going to actually be um, really insightful for you and hopefully can bring in some new energy and new membership too. Yeah. One, one last question for you, Karen, have your events been typically on the same day at the same time, or have they been, you know, one day, one you know week, it's a Tuesday and the next week it's a Thursday because, um, you know, there may be something in when the event is being held, which may have be also kind of dictating who's kind of coming and, and not coming. Um, basically a lot of it's been like on Tuesday night, for example, we had a mm-hmm. we had a uh, call to talk about special interest affiliates. Other than the people presenting, we only had three participants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it was like, yeah, that's frustrating. I'm sure. Um, very. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of time and energy and effort goes into you know putting those calls together. So. Um, yeah, and and again, it may have just been you know something. 
about that particular day and time that you know didn't work for the majority of folks or something. I'm I'm not sure, but hopefully we'll be I'm not either. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully we'll be able to to give you some ideas to to kind of get to the root of this. But hang in there. <laughs> yeah, we'll do. Okay, Terry Suarez, you should be able to unmute. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for this call. Hi. Um, I'm from Claremont, Florida. So we have an amazing opportunity in Florida. We have a lot of seniors. And I'm working on the committee for developing the Florida at large. And we already have a Facebook page. We've got an email address. But one thing we've noticed is we don't have a form of phone conferencing. And believe it or not, we've got a lot of people that are not Zooming. Mm -hmm. Um, So I reached out and I found what's called free conference calls. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know if you knew how I could pair that up with Zoom. But I will say free conference call is the best price. It's free 99. And they give you a report for every call that you host that gives you how many attended, the duration of time and everything. So I thought that was a neat tool to share, but I was wondering if you ladies have had any interaction with pre-conference call. You want to go I, Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've had some interaction with it as, you know, as a standalone, um, standalone service and, while not as sophisticated as Zoom, you know, I think it, it's kind of a, a competitor of, of sorts. And so I think we would have to do some research to see if there is that, that compatibility between the two platforms, because, you know, Zoom has a conference call option through it that you can do without video and that kind of thing. And so it may be a competing service in Zoom's mind. And so there may not be a good integration, but we certainly can check that out. And so thank you for bringing that to our attention. And, and to your point, um, it is something that uh, when we spoke with Cindy, we had a really great conversation with Cindy and she mentioned that, you know, phone conferencing and text to call and, and some of those are other options are things that we need to be exploring. And so we didn't want to get into the super details, but those are definitely on our radar. Um, so yeah, we can kind of investigate that. And again, I think the reporting is really great. And of course, you know, the price is really nice. And so we can potentially put some options in and maybe look at the pros and cons of the different conferencing options and stuff to, if if you feel like that would be a helpful resource to include. I think it might be good for those um, smaller affiliates and chapters that are starting off because of the free 99 and then upgrading to the zoom because first of all we can't we can't miss out on the video i mean it's just amazing and that's not available on free conference call right Mm -hmm. and um yeah so i'm just excited you guys are looking at that as a platform um and the other thing that i'm thinking about is because of the seniors and they don't like change maybe just creating one zoom link for the fcb at large and it's always the same Zoom link in the same number. Yeah. Is that what you guys recommend? And maybe focusing the marketing as anytime we announce the meeting, which again, maybe if, and and then maybe looking at apps that do uh, automatic phone calls. Mm -hmm. So you guys have that as well, where it says you're being called into a conference call by Mm -hmm. FCB at large. Click here to join. Sure. That's 
I didn't know if free conferencing does that. Okay, well, thank you. I'm super excited. Um, this is all the tools we need. This is fantastic. And thank you, Lucy, for hosting. And thank you so much. I'll let others talk. Thanks, Terry, and good luck with all your efforts. Oh, working slow process, you know? <laughs> change, change, I go, woohoo, charge, and others go, oh, no, no. Right. Well, change management is, is a whole nother uh, conversation. Um, but just to kind of add in, Terry, real quick on that is, um, so you know, what I'm hearing you say is that it, we, it would be very valuable to affiliates to include some information about straight phone conferencing um, platforms that are available. So we can absolutely make sure that we include that. Um, and, you know, if there's some ways we can do some pros and cons, we can certainly include that as well. Um, the and other thing, a tree, you know, where you type in a message, because when I used to have to schedule mm -hmm. 300 people um, for the hospital, I could just call this number and create a voicemail, and then it shot out to the 300 numbers mm -hmm. if we were short yes. staff or whatever. Mm -hmm. right. So those kind of tools would be fantastic for those that, you know, don't do emails, that don't do, you know, all the other platforms that we're very mm -hmm. comfortable with. So and that would be a great tool. Absolutely. And I know it's come up in, in some other conversations about mass text messaging, right? And again, it depends on who your audience is. And so, right. you know, some, some certain audiences are just, they don't feel comfortable with text. They don't trust it. Um, others are never going to check their voicemail. Right. And right. so kind of going back to what Karen was stating earlier about some of the struggles is, you know, it might also require multiple modes of communication and you might need to test it. So maybe you do that blast voicemail for a while. And if you're getting feedback that this works well, then go with it. Maybe you try the text for certain groups and then the voicemail for others. And, you know, there's all kinds of resources out there. And so that's, again, that's what we want this toolkit to be. We're, yeah. we're not going to be incredibly prescriptive on, you know, here's a Zoom challenge and how you can troubleshoot this particular challenge, right? Like we can certainly do that on a one-off conversation, but this toolkit is more kind of like to your point, Terry, is to is to say, hey, here's the platforms that are out there that we recommend that are really helpful. And here's some different ways to use them. And by the way, don't forget your audience and you're gonna vary up your communications. Yeah. Well, when Thank I get you your toolbox, I hear hammer, nails, screwdrivers, and you're giving us the tools and then we're gonna build it. And I Absolutely. think that's the way ACB founders want ACB to be, not be yeah. told how to do it, but be given the tools. So right. thank you ladies for all you're doing and thanks sure. for everyone being here today. Thank you. Excellent. And if I could just tack on too, I think it's also important to remember that, you know, we are so inundated right now from all different, you know, channels and areas. And we've got a lot on our plates, you know, emotionally and, you know, with everything that's been going on. And so sometimes it does take, you know, multiple tries to get that message through. And, you know, there's a, there's a saying in marketing that, um, you know, it takes seven touch points to have, to actually, you know, have your message reach in, you know, to a particular, you know, audience member. And, and I don't say that to discourage you, but I just say it to 
remind you that, you know, multiple touch, touch points. So, you know, a social media post combined with an email, combined with maybe a text message or something, you know, a couple of repetitions on an event that's coming up or, you know, something important that's going on. Um, you know, don't, don't hesitate to reach out in a couple of different ways to try and get to those folks and break through the noise because we've got a lot of noise going on these days. <laughs> correct. Correct. And that's why I'm still very appreciative of what's called, are you ready? The snail mail method. (laughs) But there's actually a lot of research that's indicating that that method is working quite well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, the method that I had to drop was smoke signals because I can't see anymore. So I can't send smoke signals. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you, ladies. Thank Thank you, you, Lucy. (laughs) All right. Anthony Corona. You sh- should be allowed to un- unmute. Hi, Anthony. Hey, everyone. Um, so I am on the public relations committee, so this is great to hear all of this. Um, I have a couple of points. Um, the first, you know, I'm, I host Sunday Edition as well as Pride Connection on ACB Radio and a lot of BPI events. I'm the secretary for BPI. And um, so we're we're working with um, the Zoom tech uh, technical support team. And we're going to put together three dedicated Zoom trainings with their team, one being on just the regular platform, the second one being on the webinar platform, and most importantly, the phone, how to teach our folks who only work by, you know, only use the phone for communications to maximize Zoom. And of course, those will be podcasted. Um, The second point, I wanted to just uh, bring out is we have a lot of success opening up conversations on the various social media platforms, especially Facebook and Twitter about our events before we have the events, bringing in new, you know, new voices, new people, um, as well as giving them teasers as to, you know, what the, what the event is going to be about and then outreaching, you know, so that they can, you know, they can share that information with people that may not be part of the ACB community as of yet. Um, and we have a lot of success on that. And then the last point, um, which is kind of beating a dead horse. I know I've, I've raised this in public relations before, but, um, you know, when we have convention, we have that integrated calendar that we use. And I think it would really, I know that the, the, um, calendar that we're developing now is for internal use, but I think it would be really helpful if we created on the website, on the out, the actual ACB website, a calendar where a lot of these events and the Braille folk, the Braille form focus and all that stuff is listed so that when affiliates are planning events, they can go and, and, and also when we're sending out communications, whether it be from national or from our, you know, various affiliates that we can include those links. So people can go directly to the calendar and see, okay, this is what's going on this week. This is what's going on next month, you know, and kind of be able to, I think, you know, like you said, there's, there's fatigue for, for zoom calls, but there's also oversaturation where you can't Mm -hmm. decide what you want to do because there's so much available and which one do you go to? So if, you know, if we had a calendar option on the main website that we could, you know, in all of these communications, just click and see what's going on, what else is going on and plan ourselves around that, it might streamline having to have all of these various multi, you know, multi outreaches. Right. 
And uh, Anthony, this is Kelly. Um, we do have our events tab on the calendar that will show mm -hmm. any community calls or any upcoming events. But I do think having an actual calendar, you know, that you could download or that had like different interfaces where you could, you know, see by week or by month would mm -hmm. be a really good idea for us. So thank you for that comment. And, and we are we should link that talent that events tab to all of our communications. So at a glance, we can go and hit that up and, and see quickly, you know, what's available and what we're competing against. Okay. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. And that's, okay. that's noted. Yeah. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Livy, you should be able to unmute. Hi, um, I'm Livy Ostergaard from Fresno, California. Um, I have just been elected our chapter liaison officer. This is a brand new position. And some of the things that I will be doing is calling folks that have not showed up for meetings in quite a while, uh, helping the officers with other issues that, the, that, that they need to be uh, working with and or, um, you know, maybe going to a community meeting that, uh, for instance, uh, we have a meeting that uh, once a month, the Artists Disability Awareness uh, Council uh, meets. And uh, in that, there are things like our transportation, which is our pair, mainly our paratransit. And fortunately for us, the person that is the uh, uh, head of that is a member of our chapter, and he is the one, Shanir Derek is the one that is uh, uh, working for the city of Fresno in that capacity. So in that regard, we've got an in right, right there in our own backyard in this particular uh, area. And um, I had mentioned this to one of our state board members, and she was very, very interested. And so I just wanted to alert you all of that as a, as a means of creating a position in either your affiliate or in your chapter uh, to help deal with that. I'm not as tech savvy as a lot of other folks. I'm learning, but, um, you know, I, I think this is going to be a real boon for our, um, our affiliates and our chapters. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that, Livy. I think that's a, it's always really helpful to hear things that are working well within other affiliates and chapters. And, you know, thinking, obviously, there's a lot of intersection between communications and membership. And so I love what you said about how part of your role is to call people and inquire, why are they not attending? Um, that can give a lot of really good information. And when you're trying to problem solve these things is you're looking for the trends. Right. So, you know, maybe the trend is the time of day. Maybe it's the mode of communication. Maybe it's the topic. So that's we're not you know, we never want to make decisions based off of, you know, one person's comments that could possibly be an outlier. But, uh, you know, when when you have these conversations, I'm sure you're going to start to identify the trends and then that will help your team determine where you put your time and energy. So thanks for sharing that. That's exciting. Yeah. Congratulations on your new role. Um, I just wanted to make a note. Um, Doug Powell has a little box and it has a hand raised. And so I don't, and it's been up there for a while. So I don't know if he was trying to ask a question or, you know, give us a comment on what he feels like is missing, but I just oh, want um, to throw that out there in case. He's in the panelist panel, Lucy. I'm so sorry. I've been That's in okay. the attendees. That's okay. Oh, no, it's totally fine. Yeah. I just wanted to, I just kept seeing it and I thought, well, he may have been waiting a long time to, to give us some feedback. <laughs> 
okay, well, yeah, sure, Doug. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Uh, I didn't realize I was in a host function. Um, uh, My question, this is a 20th century question. Um, You haven't mentioned websites at all. Um, And our affiliate is having trouble uh, keeping, you know, uh, getting it up to speed, maintaining it, and um, figuring out how to hook up uh, uh, PayPal or, or that kind of thing with it so that we can, you know, do, uh, uh, gather some attention. And once we've got their attention, they can take actions, you know, off of that website. Mm-hmm. Um, I suspect that uh, we're not the only ones. So I wonder if your toolkit will address some of those. Uh, I mean, it, is it worthwhile to do it at this point? Are websites uh, passe or, uh, you know, is it worth uh, devoting some uh space to, uh, you know, giving resources to, to get yourself up to speed on those. Sure. And thank you, Doug, for sharing that. Um, and I think that's a really good piece of feedback and something that we'll need to discuss internally. The, ch- the challenge is going to be how much information do we provide, right? Because that can get really technical really quickly. Um, but in answer to your question, are websites passe? I I do not think so. <laughs> Everyone's also shaking their head. No, it's not. <laughs> They're still around. Um, you know, there's definitely some different theories on how you set up your website. And you can have a pretty simple mm-hmm. website, right? That can still get your points across. But what I'm hearing you say is that there's there's a lot of the technical challenges. How do you integrate some of the other systems like PayPal? How do you just even come up with a process to update it regularly? Um, those are all things that all organizations face. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, we can talk a little bit about that because I think that's a, a really good perspective. And yeah, if, I, if, it, oh. if there are resources that you know that are inexpensive, because, you know, mm-hmm. obviously chapters and affiliates are not rolling in money and sure. can't afford to, you know, hire um, uh, Red, what is it, Red, uh, anyway, there's a, a, a web page developer that. I know there's uh, Bluehost. Yeah, so there's definitely some yeah. um, some affordable, you know, kind of do-it-yourself website um, folks out there. Wix is really good. Uh, Square, I think, is is pretty good. And so we could we can t- uh, talk through maybe putting a high level, you know, kind of overview about some of the different services. And the good news is these days the trend is really to have a website that's really only one page that kind of mm-hmm. scrolls down. You know, kind of gone are the days where you ha- you have to have a website that has 20 pages that are all interconnected and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And so they actually are streaming uh-huh. more towards sort of the simple. And so that worked really, really well. And so um, we definitely have been talking about websites in the, uh, um, in our background conversations. And um, again, thank you so much, Doug, for kind of, you know, bringing that again to the forefront so that we can make sure that we include some, some information about that, you know, again, kind of, not trying to get too technical, but again, some of these um, folks like Wix and stuff already have the plugins built in to connect to PayPal and some of the big, you know, payment vendors and that sort of thing. So it makes it really very easy, you know, for for most of us who are not, you know, website developers and that kind of thing. Great. Yeah. Thanks. I just want to reiterate too. Um, sorry, Katie. Um, so you know, if you are an affiliate, if you have you have an affiliate page on our website, whether or not you are a state or a special interest affiliate, 
Um, so, it, you know, there are a couple affiliates now that are actually making use of that spot. They're putting podcasts from their community calls. Um, you know, they're putting more information, their mission statement, you know, just their chapters, uh, different items, uh, their social media links and everything. Please, please, please utilize that space on our website because if you don't have the capacity to actually, you know, have your own website and be able to have a developer or somebody, you know, update it, um, you have me. I can update your page. You can send me an email. I'm usually pretty quick about making updates. And it's a great way if you want to get your information up, um, you know, on the internet, you've got that page and you can send that link out to anybody. So just, um, you know, if you have any questions, my email um, is kgask at acb.org. That's K-G-A-S-Q-U-E at acb.org. You can also call the office and I'd be happy to talk to you about updating your page. Hey, Yasmin, you should be able to unmute. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Yasmin, I'm sorry. Real quick before you go, I know, I think Katie Frederick had something else to add. I want to make sure that oh. she had a chance for Doug for Doug's comment. Oh, no, I was just going to say, um, you know, maybe this is something that we can look at, you know, um, possibly in, you know, doing something around um, for affiliates who might want that, um, you know, in addition to whatever, you know, goes in the toolkit, we can, we can talk about it, but it might be some, some ways that we, you know, as ACB can reach out to some of our affiliates and, and help with this kind of thing. Um, because there, there is a lot, you know, to a website um, around accessibility and everything as well. So um, definitely, you know, maybe definitely. that's something that we can look at uh, Kelly as a, as a committee. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that would be a huge value add that the public yeah. awareness committee could have. I'm also thinking that it might be an interesting topic for, let's say, convention. Right. Um, or, yeah. you know, you, some type of way, because there's there's a couple different layers. Again, we're mm -hmm. kind of focusing a little more on the strategy here, but there's a lot of implementation questions that people mm -hmm. have, right? Is So, you know, we're, we're kind of looking at it as this toolkit is going to give you some talking points or, you know, some key points that you can include in your website. But there's a whole background of how do you set up that website? How do you integrate the systems? And then how do you have the process to maintain that website regularly, ensure that communication coming through is coming back to you? So there, there's a lot of nuances of websites. Um, so I, I think that would be a huge value add um, if we kind of addressed it in the toolkit Maybe the public awareness committee takes a look at it and then you start exploring it as some other topics that can be presented, um, you know, to a greater forum. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great idea, Kate. Sorry, Yasmin, didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted no, to make that's sure. Okay. So it's all <laughs> yours okay. now. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to say, um, you know, thank you guys for having this. Um, this is just excellent information. This is my first time attending and I'm calling from New York and I am, I run the social media pages for my chapter, um, the Greater New York chapter, and I'm also the membership um, chairperson. And I was, the problem I think that we first encountered was like with the social media pages um, that we do have a lot of older members who, um, you know, they may not be on Facebook. They're definitely not on Instagram or any other, you know, social media platform. So um, I tried, well, we do have our um, pages set up. So we are on Instagram. We have a Twitter page. We are on Facebook. So, um, some of our older members, you know, can navigate Facebook, but they, 
you know, are a little afraid to try um, Instagram, mm -hmm. uh, for instance. And I, you know, I went to a web, you know, web, um, like a webinar to learn how to make the site more accessible and using the alt text. So, you know, just because we can't see doesn't mean we, you know, we can't know what the picture looks right. like. So, um, so with that, I'm just trying to see how could, or is there any suggestions on how we could, um, you know, convince, <laughs> convince our members, our older members to try um, our other pages, um, you know, mm -hmm. or I told them, you know, it's free to sign up, you know, if you don't like it, you could just, you know, um, deactivate it or whatever, but just try it out just to see. Um, but I think there has been some resistance to that. So um, the page, it's, the Instagram page is slowly growing. Um, mm -hmm. We have a mixture of, you know, people who follow it. And um, I just want, you know, as we go into this, well, we're already in the edge of technology where, you know, everything is just, you know, everything is becoming more online mm -hmm. and, you know, we don't want our members to, you know, not be left behind because, uh, you know, I post, like when we have our meetings, you know, we do have a, a person who sends out the, you know, email to the group, but I also post it on across those platforms so they know as well. So, you know, I heard someone else say, um, you know, you have to get the message out multiple ways um, mm -hmm. to your members. So I just wanted to ask if, you know, did you guys have any suggestions about, you know, maybe getting, you know, older members to, right. <laughs> to, to try a different uh, social media platform so I think in the interest of time just with this particular session almost coming to an end I, I'm I don't think we're gonna have the capacity to go into it in a lot of detail but what I will say is Yasmin I think you bring up a really good point and what I think maybe be helpful based on what I'm hearing is that in the toolkit if we maybe included some basically what we might call a matrix of here's the different types of social media that are out there and here's the audiences that they're typically going to hit right? So Facebook generally skews towards an older audience. There's a lot of the millennials and Generation Z that aren't even using Facebook anymore. Yeah, it's an um, old person's <laughs> in their minds. I find highly offensive. I do too. I right? What I will say also is, Yasmin, is, is I think that what's really important in communications is meeting the audience where they are, right? So mm -hmm. trying to convince um, a group of maybe seniors who are just not comfortable with social media, trying to convince them to use Facebook it might not be the best use of your efforts. So, you know, there is a lot of data that states that email is still an incredibly effective mode of communication. Kind of going back to what our friend from Florida said is maybe that's when we do the voicemails, um, the blast voicemails. So, you know, in terms of your answer in a quick way, there, there's not a simple answer, um, but I think that it probably would be helpful in the toolkit to at least include a high-level overview of, you're going to put the time and effort into certain things. Here's where you're going to get the best bang for your buck. Here's where you're going to hit the broadest audience. And, okay, if you want to put it on Twitter and on Facebook and send out an email, you know, we can, we can tweak those messages appropriately. So noted, and thank you for the recommendation. Looks like we have one last hand raised. Do you think we have time to answer that question? I sure. think so. Yeah. Okay. Lucy, do you want to Hey, Doreen. Awesome. You should be able to unmute. Um, so this has been really valuable. 
I guess I would offer a couple of comments and cautions. Um, I, one of the things, one of the realities around me is that the, the seniors who are aging into blindness, a lot of them are also suffering from um, hearing loss. Sorry, if, I don't know if that my phone is coming through, but um, I hear you. Yeah, the phone was chattering at me, so I'm glad it wasn't chattering at the webinar. Um, um, so they're aging into blindness and they're aging into hearing loss. And even the last blast voicemail might not be interactive enough for them. Um, mm -hmm. The other piece of Facebook um, is that sometimes people kind of need cajoling to um, keep trying if it doesn't work the first time. Um, I, I, my, my mother is 83 and I didn't realize that my sister, it took her six months of calling my mother every Sunday so that my mother could do Facebook church reliably. And, oh. and, and you know, so I, I think that like, there's a community building opportunity there. If you have people mm -hmm. who just have time to make phone calls that that can be really valuable. Um, so that's kind of one whole how do you connect with seniors and how do you meet their needs question. Mm -hmm. um, but the other comment I was going to make is um, some of the different tools have, you mentioned Wix and I'm not super current on Wix. The last time I was reading anything about Wix, people were complaining about accessibility issues. And so I sort of said, I'll move on. I'm not even going to worry about Wix. Um, but I would be cautious about recommending specific tools without being able to say a little bit about accessibility mm -hmm. and I, I I'm a horrible person I'm I you know I'm of a generation where there's a lot of people trying to do things online and um there's a lot of sighted friends and I have to keep saying well have you considered accessibility look you don't know anything about accessibility but here's a couple things you can look for yeah. um so um I think those are just comments um I think this is a really valuable session, so thank you very much. I, but I'm Doreen Cornwell, and I live in Seattle, and I'm part of the WCB Advocacy Committee, so so we have both inward and outward-facing communication needs, too. All right, right. thanks. Right. Well, and thank you, Doreen. I, I think that's really um, definitely noted about ensuring that our platforms are accessible, so um, the, you know, the recommendations we make is accessible. Um, in terms of the tools that help seniors, um, we can put a little bit more thought into that in terms of what would be the best approach. Um, so I don't have a direct answer for you now, but I think that that's, you know, my, my, my quick summary of our response is that there's a lot of different tools that we can use out there. Um, one sort of thing I would just like to mention that I was, I was hearing a bit of a theme in everyone's responses, not just Doreen's, but in everyone's comments. There's a lot of conversation I'm hearing around engaging our senior audiences. And we recognize that that is a major component of ACB. But let's not forget that there are many other audiences that are often untapped, right? Particularly when we think about the visually impaired community, um, you know, or, you know, however we want to, we want to phrase, I know there's been a lot of discussion about that, how we use the phrase appropriately, but um there are, yes, statistically, the blind community skews towards people who are, quote, older, um, but we're also finding that there are a lot of people who are in what you would consider a middle-aged 
who are facing various visual problems. And so if we think about if we're really trying to grow membership and we're really trying to reach a broader audience, let's let's sort of think, and I think it's going to be a little bit of a cultural shift as we start thinking about people beyond just that older, totally blind world. Because in order to keep sustaining ACB, we're going to have to think a little bit differently about who we're engaging with. Doesn't, I'm not saying that we're going to forget our older friends because that's absolutely not what I'm advocating. But I'm saying that we've, we've got some generations behind that that are looking for opportunities to connect and engage and they've got a lot of energy and excitement. And so I do want this communications toolkit to help you think about those audiences as well and ways to engage them. Great. Thanks, Kate. So we have one last person with a hand raised. Uh, If that person could ask their question pretty quickly, we want to make sure we get you guys back to the main session. This will be the last question we can answer. So thanks, guys. Jeff, you should be able to. Hi, Hi, Kate. Hi. I had a question. I'm in the process of learning WordPress. Mm. And have you found that to be very accessible? So I I can't answer to that because um, I, I have not encounter the accessibility challenges. Uh, I'm not sure if Katie or Kelly has had any experience with that. So we actually, uh, our ACB blog is run off of WordPress and we have Mm -hmm. many people who contribute that are blind. Um, One of the people that helped set up our WordPress uh, webpage um, is blind. Um, Mm -hmm. So I have heard good things accessibility wise. Uh, Katie, I don't know if you want to speak more to that. So just really quick, because I know we are short on time, but um, WordPress is is, is um, good and it, it also you know depends on some different like themes and plugins that you that you use but um, yes overall um, it is it is pretty accessible platform so that may be a good good avenue um, and again it sounds like we might want to have some training in this regard so yes definitely we will take that into advisement well thanks great You're welcome thanks Jeff all right. Well, this has been a great presentation. Yes. Thank you, Lori and Kate and Katie so much uh, for coming to present. This is going to be an extremely valuable tool Excuse for me. all of our affiliates. Um, Lucy, thank you so much for hosting. Yes. Uh, we Thanks. hope you all have enjoyed this presentation. If you have any questions about uh, anything that was mentioned, you can shoot me an email. Again, my email is kgask. That's K. G-A-S-Q-U-E at acb.org. You can also find me on the contact page of the acb.org website. Um, So thank you guys for attending and um, I hope everybody has a great day. Good luck, everybody. We're excited to work with you. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks.